Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 24 of the Rocket IT Business Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Hyatt, and today we're sitting down with two of the most outgoing legal professionals I think I've met, Judge Christina Bloom and Attorney Jody Campbell. Beyond doing the important work of their professions, Christina and Jody have formed a philanthropic partnership that brings incredible value and a huge helping of fun to our community, and we're in for a treat today. Jody, Christina, welcome to the show. Thanks, Matt. It's so yeah, great thanks. to be here and see you. Yeah, thanks for having us. Absolutely. So I'm going to just dive right in here and start hitting with super tough questions. Christina, you are Gwinnett County's first female chief magistrate judge, and I'd love to know, what was the path to get there? Well, I I actually, for years, I've been a lawyer. I graduated from law school in 1994, I think so. I started representing, you get the, you always, I tell people you should take the first job you're offered. It's always easier to find <laughs> a job. And sometimes you need to figure out what you don't like to do before you can find what you do love to do. So I started working at this law firm downtown representing cities and counties. And through just a couple of different law firm moves, I ended up being a senior assistant county attorney here in Gwinnett County. And okay. one of my clients was the Gwinnett County Magistrate Court. So people don't know, you know, judges and, and, and courts need attorney advice too. There might be issues that come up about policy or changes in the law, or even people, you know, sometimes sue judges for reasons that, you know, have some to no merit. And and I worked with Warren Davis, who's the chief, who was the chief magistrate at the time. And ironically asking you that question, I'm sitting right here at this desk and I was his lawyer and he's one of my favorite people. He and I were already talking this morning and, and I was sitting here and after being his lawyer for a few years, he said to me, he goes, Christina, I think I know what you're supposed to do with your life. And he called me from this desk and he said, you're supposed to be a judge. And I go, wow. Warren, you're crazy. I said, you're crazy. <laughs> and, and he, he, pushed me into applying to be a magistrate judge. And I, you know, I, I applied to be a full-time judge and I didn't get it. And I'm super thankful the first time I didn't, but then Warren brought me into the court as a part-time magistrate. And I did that for five years and I kind of got into it and loved it. I, my glamorous job in the magistrate court was the first five years I worked every single Saturday at the jail, oh. <laughs> handling first appearance <laughs> hearings for people who were arrested and dealing with bond issues and things like that. Yeah. People think judging is really glamorous. It's not. Sounds like it. <laughs> it's not. Right. No. So I worked, but at the time I had a six month old and a two year old. So it was kind of nice to be out of the house. Right. And my husband enjoyed the the father, you know, child time that he had with just the kids. So after a while, then I became a full-time judge in 2009. And having had the experience of, you know, being in the trenches with magistrate court, and then my full-time judges primarily provide judicial assistance to other courts. So when I became a full-time judge, heck, I was, I did juvenile court, recorder's court, superior court, state court. I'd done trials. I'd done everything. And I really decided that it was something that I enjoyed doing. I enjoyed trying to solve problems for people and, and try to be part of the solution. It's a, it's a burdensome job. And if anybody who wears a robe doesn't feel that it's a burden, then they're not in the right role. But hmm. at, in 2013, the current chief at the time, George Hutchinson, uh, was appointed by the governor to be a spear court judge. So that left the chief magistrate judge job open. And the local legislation provides that when there's a midterm change, 
the superior court judges, there were 10 at the time, get to select the new chief magistrate. So uh-huh. at that time in January of 2013, the superior court judges selected me to fill the unexpired term of then chief magistrate George Hutchinson. So I have now been, I'm in my third term. I've had two elected terms and then one appointed term. And it's a job I really love, but I always tell people, you never know the impact you can have in the course of somebody's career or job or life or mission. Um, As I am, like I said, sitting in this desk right now where one phone call 16 years ago changed the course of everything for me. Unbelievable. So is it, it, pardon me for asking, but is it unusual to have women judges in Gwinnett? No, we have I didn't a lot. think so. Yeah. No, goodness. Yeah. No, I think, no. I think, you know, people say, of course, it's, you know, I, I was the first female magistrate, but a lot of people don't know that in 1983, magistrate courts were actually created by the Georgia General Assembly. They were created to take the place of recorders courts and, and justice of the peace courts, which were combined. Fortunately, we still get to keep our recorders court because it does a valuable service to us in dealing with county ordinance violations and traffic. Mm-hmm. But magistrate court provides a lot of judicial support to the other branches of justice. You know, we do, gosh, I've been a juvenile court judge, a probate. Yeah, I've done every court. I've done every kind of calendar because some other judges go on vacation or if a judge is in a murder trial and they can't get to any of their domestic cases, one of my judges or myself, sometimes we go up there and we handle those cases to keep things moving. You know, I would say justice delayed is in fact justice denied. If you have to wait for a family court decision Hmm. for a year, that's a that's your life's on hold. So we're very um, grateful, not only for our original jurisdiction things we have to do, but also to provide that judicial support role. But there's a ton of women. We have, yeah. I was. I have, was when, here's a fun fact. I was sworn in by women Jessica are great Turner. judges. Absolutely. Yeah, but but what nice. I'm saying is that when when the Georgia court when the General Assembly created magistrate courts in 1983, we've only had I'm the fourth chief magistrate. So there was Judge Fred Bishop, Judge Warren Davis, Judge George Hutchinson, Hutchinson, and then me. So I hope I hope I have done a great service to my sisters out there by representing (laughs) the magistrate court. Well, and I will tell you a weird thing. When I became the chief, shortly after all of the metro chief magistrates were women. Oh, really? Yeah. And we formed a tight little group too. We talk all the time. I still talk to the chief magistrate of Fulton, Cassandra Kirk all the time and to Cab Beryl Anderson. So we, we all know each other. Cobb had a wonderful female chief magistrate who moved on to become their DA. But now, um, now there's a guy and he always says, I hate breaking up the girl band, you know, being now the only guy. (laughs) But, but I think women have a, have a, an empathy and, and a patience that makes a woman not to say I have plenty of male judges that are phenomenal, but I do think that women are good natural judges. I would agree with that. So, so to, to make it perfectly clear for us lay folks, what exactly is the mission of the magistrate court? Oh my gosh, it's the best. Our court <laughs> is the most accessible to anybody. You're winning. I, I love what I do. I love what I do. Well, here's the thing. Magistrate court handles, it's, it, we handle things like 
all the search and arrest warrants. My court runs 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. I got a text from one of my judges in the middle of the night last night with an issue that came up. So we keep the community safe by being accessible. And we also, you know, people have a right to have a judge determine whether there's sufficient evidence on a probable cause standard before their liberty interest can be compromised. So by the time somebody's in jail, even 36 hours, one magistrate judge may have looked at that case three times. So wow. there's a lot of due process and constitutional protections that my court provides in the criminal context. We also handle most of the landlord-tenant cases for the county. And we we had an amazing project, or Project Reset. I hope people have seen it. But it was a little idea. Myself, Marlene Foscu, and Matt Elder started last year. And we've now interceded in over a thousand evictions, spending over $6 million in CARES Act funding to keep people in their homes. So we've got solution-based opportunities. We do a lot of debt collection, but we have to provide a lot of protections with that. We also have a lot of, you know, in addition to landlord-tenant matters and, and debt collection, we do do that, but we have small claims court, just like the people's court. It's not as exciting or like sexy as Judge Judy or some of those that that instigate, I think, the conflict in a case. But we do a lot of like small business owners, if you have a claim for less than $15,000, that's our jurisdictional limit. Jurisdictionals means what we can and cannot do. If it's less than $15,000, you can sue in our court and you don't have to have a lawyer. For for your business, for Rocket IT, say somebody owed you guys money and it was $2,000, it's a lot of money to me or even $400. To hire a lawyer now, not not the, any offense go to ahead, lawyers. Go I, ahead, go ahead, make fun. Of I'm this, married to one. I sleep with a lawyer every night, and I love him. But but and, I think and his that, employment matters to your home, your mortgage. It payment. does. But you have to make a decision. You have to make a decision as to whether it's worth it to retain an attorney right. to to chase that. Now, in state and superior court, the rules require you to have a lawyer if you're a business. But uh. in my court, you don't have to. And hmm. and the other thing we offer is in small business court world or or just conflict world or say your neighbor's tree falls on your fence and you they won't fix it and you want to sue. We can give you opportunities to resolve that conflict in usually now pre-pandemic and post-pandemic, 60 days is our timeline. And we Hmm. do it swiftly. And we also provide free mediation opportunities. And we also have court at night. So if you do have a business, you don't have to close your business to come to court. So there's a lot of things we do in our court that make justice accessible to people who, who need it, but can't hire a $400 an hour lawyer. Well, Not that there's yeah. anything wrong with that. So, so we're busy. We run about a hundred thousand matters through a year. Again, I'm talking pre-pandemic wow. and, and we, we try to be solution-based in what we offer, but most of our customers, as I call them, come in are self-represented. So we do a lot of work trying to break down the system and give people the tools they need through our legal process to solve their problems. We do it with multi-language. We do it with interpreters. We do it in the best way we know how, but I hope it shows that the mission of this court is to make sure that our third branch of government is accessible to people, all people. <laughs> and that's awesome. why I love magistrate court. Yeah, I love it. And let hey, me, thank let, you for let, that let, education. Let me, let me jump I learned in a lot. Let me just jump in and say, uh, because I, I feel like I have to defend my profession a little bit here. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> no, I no, love no, no, lawyers. No, no, no. Hang on. Hang on. As a lawyer, I love it when I get to use magistrate court. 
Because, oh, be, because well, for two reasons. One, because any lawyer that doesn't accept the financial reality of their client situation is doing their client a disservice. Hiring a lawyer is an investment, and you should expect a return on that investment. And so it's my job to try to solve your problem in as cost-efficient a manner as possible. The magistrate court is built for speed and efficiency. Mm. So where if I file a lawsuit in state or superior court, I might not even see a courtroom for 10, 12 months. In magistrate wow. court, I file a lawsuit. I'm going to get in a courtroom in 60 days at the latest. It's hmm. just, and so time yeah. is money to my clients. And so trying yeah. to solve those problems, if I can go to a magistrate court, I'll do it 10 out of 10 times. And make no mistake, we have a lot of lawyers. Today we have what's called garnishment calendars going on, and we have attorneys trying to work out, you know, resolving judgments and things like that. And our attorneys in MagCourt do a great job. They are really collaborative and trying to figure out, you know, we can do, unlike other courts, as part of our judgment, we can do payment plans. Mm -hmm. So oh, we issue payment wow. plans to keep people from using the processes of levy and execution and and, gar and even garnishment. But our lawyers are great in MagCorp. And a lot of our lawyers like Jody recognize that if I have a client that has a small business, it's to my advantage to work out a, a you know, a retainer structure, a financial structure, because I know it's not as big a commitment for me as an attorney. It's not going to last three years. Right. And so, so I'll, I'll have a different kind of payment structure with that client, knowing we can do it in magistrate court and then renegotiate when we go up to, if, if it goes to a different court later on. So, so we do love having lawyers in mag court. And for the most part, you know, we have the same you know, our landlord tenant lawyers are great. They've all been pretty amazing through the pandemic too. I got to give them huge, huge props. And here, and here's the, re here's the sad reality of our job, Matt, uh, because of the costs associated with hiring lawyers, the longer the case goes, the more you have to pay your lawyers, the harder it is to resolve a case. So my, hmm. my experience is I have a significantly higher success rate, both reaching an agreement and making sure that agreement is fulfilled. If I'm in magistrate court, because of the structure, I'm able to keep costs and expenses down. It just, it, it, it's a, it's a no brainer. It really is. Okay, great. I love it. I, I learned a lot this morning already. So <laughs> Come Jody, to court with me a day. I'll give you the judge experience. I would love to do that. Be careful what Absolutely you wish. Be, be careful what you wish for. She'll take you out to the jail, and you'll see. The, the very yeah. dark underbelly of, of, the, of the judicial system. <laughs> we well, do have, have two done, courthouses. I've done a police ride along. I've done principal for a day with our school system. I've done a fire department ride along. I haven't done anything in the court system. Be, yet, be so careful be what good. you wish for, my friend. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. So, Jody, let's learn about you. My understanding is you also went to law school and fresh out of law school landed a partner role. That's wrong. At a firm. That's Is that wrong. Right? That's wrong. Okay. So, All right. Correct so, me. Yes. So thanks a lot, Chris. Yeah, Chris. Way to, <laughs> way to set that up. <laughs> Your checks in the mail, Chris. No. Right. So I had I had options coming out of law school. I could have gone to a downtown law firm, or I also received an offer from where I went to, which is the oldest law firm in Gwinnett County, Webb Tanner Powell Mertzen Wilson, which is now Powell and okay. Edwards. It was actually founded by Marvin Allison, who's a former Gwinnett County judge. No, wait. Wow. Was Mr. Allison a judge, Christina? No, his his partner, Charles Pittard, was. Oh, I see. I see. So, so when you was, say it's yeah. the oldest firm in, in Gwinnett County, how old is that? Oh, God, I think it was founded in the 1950s. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's yeah, been a really so, long time. Yeah. Yeah. It's been in continual operation. The name has changed, but it's the same kind of family core group, if you will. Right. 
So the the option for me was to go downtown and work at a downtown law firm mm-hmm. or come out to the suburbs and work. And and for me, there was kind of two deciding factors. Well, three, I should say. One, sometimes the stereotypes are true. And with big downtown law firms, they grind their first year associates. And, right. you know, sometimes you don't see a courtroom or a deposition or anything for three, four, five, six years. At Webb Tanner and Powell, I was sworn in on a Friday. On Monday morning, I was sitting second chair of a jury trial in a multi-million dollar case. Wow. So I'm very ADD. And so if I'm doing the same thing over and over, really? over and over again every single not. day, I get really – yeah, I mean look at my walls. It's very, <laughs> it's very kind of you know frenetic and chaos. Keeps me excited. But if I'm doing the same thing over and over, I get bored quickly. Right. And the second part of it is I, I, I'm a people person. I need to be in a courtroom. If you put me in a library or in an office writing memos all day, uh, that's 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 a recipe for disaster, and it's a recipe for a very unhappy Jody. Right. And then the third decision was, you know, I, uh, if there's one thing that matters most to me, it's my family, and mm-hmm. I made a promise to my uh, wife that I would be able to come home and have dinner with her every single night. And when we ha- started having kids, I was gonna, I was gonna be there. And so I didn't want to commit to. There was a, a wonderful lawyer named Mike Terry. He's a brilliant lawyer at a downtown law firm. He's argued cases in front of the Supreme Court of the United States. Wow. In fact, for a while, he had the record for the largest jury verdict in Georgia history, which actually came out of Gwinnett County, the Six Flags case, Christina. It was a Warner Brothers shareholder case, and he tried it. But I, I remember I, have, I was having dinner with Mike uh, when I was in law school. He was like a mentor in this thing called the end of court that I was a part of, and I was a pupil of his. And he was telling me about how some days he would come home to give his kids a, a kiss goodnight and then drive back to the office and be at the office until midnight or one oh, in the morning. Oh, my goodness. And I was like, I'm sorry, Mike, yeah. you're, you're brilliant. That's no life for me. Mm-hmm. So that's how I decided to come to Webb Tanner, Powell, Mertz, and Wilson. And another so when did mentor. the partner thing happen? Four years. So okay. I, most most time, just kind of generally speaking, partnership comes along in like year, you know, six, okay. seven, somewhere in there. I was fast tracked a bit. Right. I, I became a partner right at the four year mark. Wow. And 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 it was it's wonderful. It was it was a blessing. I mean, obviously, it was a a, a validation. It was a endorsement by my colleagues and my partners that they believed in me and they believed what I was doing was good and that I had a bright future. At the same time, I don't know if I had necessarily the maturity to accept that role. I don't know if I was necessarily ready for it. I was there for two years and then a friend of mine from law school who was managing a litigation group down in, at a law firm in Peachtree Corners for a, a regional law firm that had offices in Mississippi, Alabama, Tennessee said, Hey, I've got this great group of young lawyers who are litigators, but they have no courtroom experience. I need a leader to come down here and, and, and mm. groom this team. Will you come and do it? And I jumped at the opportunity. Actually, I had a, a lunch with Christina and I was telling her how worried I was and how I wasn't sure what it was going to lead to five years down the road. And she said, who cares about five years down the road? Worry about, worry about yeah. the next five wow. days. Yeah. Just, just get to Friday. Right. And, and, and that, that, that helped me make the leap. And eventually, five years later, I opened up a law office with 
Christina's husband, Jim. So now nice. our, our, my name's on the door. So it, it all worked out well, but that was, that's my path to where we are today. I love it. So I want to get to the law firm, but beforehand, I, I want to, let's, let's unpack. How did you two meet? Were you, were you a lawyer in Christina's court or did it happen a different way? Well, Matt, Christina, if you don't mind. Sure. You were there, Matt. Christina was a member of the Leadership Gwinnett Retreat Committee. Mm, and yep. Matt and I were in. Wait, the when was this? It was a class of 2011. 2011. Yeah. 10 years ago? Wow. Yeah, it was a decade ago. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's was, crazy. We'll get more into this, but, you know, obviously, as a young lawyer, you're taught, and Christina hates it when I say this, but I'm going to say it anyways. A good lawyer knows the law. A great lawyer knows the judge. I hate that. A great lawyer knows what? <laughs> the judge. The judge. I hate that phrase. <laughs> no, but 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 it's but Christina. Is it wrong? Agree. Yes, it should be for sure. Gotcha. No, what what that means is, and let me tell you what that means. What what I what that means to me. It means a great lawyer reads the judge. That ah. I will agree with Christina, but <laughs> right. also a great lawyer knows the judge, and the judge knows the lawyer, and there's a rapport and a trust that the lawyer is a good person, is an honest person, and you can trust what they're saying. Yeah, That's I can see that. Yeah. Yes. So, but but of course, uh, you know, as a young lawyer, I'm trying to foster these relationships with people in my world, and my world includes. I'm, I mean, I was I was literally in Christina's court. It, she wasn't the chief magistrate at the time, but I, I was in the magistrate court. Four days a week, literally. So of course, I'm like, I've, I've got to get to know Christina Bloom. I'm gonna might be in front of her. So at leadership, so, Gwinnett, you you each knew who the other was. You just didn't have that friendship and bond yet. True. I knew who I mean, she was. I doubt she knew who I was. Ah, okay. I probably knew his name. <laughs> I'll take. It. Okay. All right. But- but what he was saying is we were on the dance floor. That I think that's what he, yeah. We were oh, on the course. dance floor at the retreat. Yeah. And, Where all and, good legal partnerships start. Uh, yes. That's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we started through song and dance. <laughs> yeah. I love it. So that was back in 2011. It's been 10 years. Obviously, you've become great friends over, over that period of time. So let's, let's unpack a little bit. What happened next? You're out there hanging out on the dance floor. You got to know each other, and well, and then well, you got back fail. to business. It was a no. It was a fail. Let's go ahead, Christina. I'll let you pick up the story from. Well, here. you're about to tell people my medical history. I had a. He's like he always loves the story, and it's just a yucky Hank, story. Hang on, let me get my HIPAA compliance officer in here. He was. He was, we were dancing and I would do the YMCA and I threw my hands up and I, I, you know, I'm a pretty athletic person, not, I can't throw a ball, catch a ball, kick a ball. It sounds pretty athletic. Jody and I just, well, Jody and I just finished an 11 and a half mile tough mutter this past weekend. Oh, wow. We've done our our second adventure race of the year and we're about to do our third. So that kind of stuff. I I do CrossFit, which again, there you go, Jody. Jody probably wins. I got it in really early, but. But I, I have had, I had the shoulder pain. So I threw up to do the YMCA and my shoulder just popped. Oh. So right as Jody's trying to, I guess, make his friendship move, <laughs> I, I was like, oh my God. And, and I went and long story short, it was, I had a tumor in my shoulder. Are you serious? That, yeah. Yes. That surfaced and it was underneath my trapezius muscle wow. back here. And when I lifted it up, it just kind of, it broke through the muscle. So I had to have orthopedic surgery. So, to have. 
So basically, Jody saved your life. I wouldn't say, wow. I wouldn't go, the answer Please is don't tell him that. Yes. Please. Yes. Please but, now, but now, listen, obviously, I, I'm just meeting Christina for the first time. We're it dancing. was a benign tumor, by the way. Okay. So, so we're dancing, and all of a sudden, she starts doing this. I'm like, okay, either one, I interest I don't Christina, know that move. Or two, or two, she's faking it because she, she's annoyed by me. Right. It was not. It was really way, yucky. We, women have done both of those to me. Yes. It was <laughs> really yucky. But but our friendship, like after, I think Jody and I, like the the next year, I, I you know we both are incredibly passionate about leadership, Gwinnett, for the for the reason that I believe that to really affect change in a community, you have to mobilize, galvanize and incentivize the people of influence. Mm. So so leadership Gwinnett, of course, it pulls together people, you know, in different areas of the community. And I've always given so much time and effort to this organization. Not only has it brought me so much personal satisfaction and personal just joy, but it also, I think really you 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 lead from the top down. So if you can get people who are hospital president, you know, CEOs and all this excited about, you know, making a difference that's not just about dollars and cents, then you can really, you can really force multiply that. Yeah. So I've been involved with leadership going out the whole time. So I had to the next year, I I, I graduated in 2009, I think. So so that was I was on the retreat committee. Our chief state court judge, Pam South, was the chair that year, who's one of my favorite people in the whole building. And she, the next year, they made me the co-chair with Dot Scholler, who's the principal of, right. of, of an elementary school in the central cluster. And she was amazing. So we had to pick committee members. And I, we remember Jody from the retreat about being, you know, warm and the people we look for on a committee is somebody who's going to be like a camp counselor. Who's going to be a host. Who's going to make people feel comfortable. Mm. Who's going to make people feel welcome. And so Jody was one of our committee selections and that was, that was when it started. And over the years, we started figuring out about each other that we have a lot of similar features to our personality and a lot of um, super specific, mostly useless talent Accurate. that somehow that's why that's my phrase. I always say that we have kind of turned into a little bananas cottage industry for <laughs> philanthropic organizations. And we were talking on the phone this morning because we actually talk every day. He is next to my husband. He's, He's my best friend. He's my brother. We don't, I introduce him to people as my brother now because our families are so intertwined and his kids call me Aunt Kay. And, but, but we were talking this morning and, you know, talking about that. And I think he was kind of asking me some questions like, what do you think? And I said, I don't know. I think our friendship's gotten to the point where, you know, we, we, are deep enough in our relationship that he told me one day a couple of weeks ago that made me cry. He said, even because I was being a little bit of a jerk, he goes, even when you're the jerkiest jerk on the planet, he goes, you're still my second favorite person. And, <laughs> and I think when you achieve that sort of a, adult friendships are hard. Mm, they really and I are. think when you sort of achieve that with someone, you know, he's got my back, I've got his. And together we use our mostly useless, super specific talent to, to, I guess, get other people excited and help other people figure out 
what super specific, mostly useless talents they have. And that's kind of one of our missions. Uh, yeah. And, so- and, and to piggyback on that. So when I joined the retreat committee there, I won't, I won't go behind the curtain of Oz. I won't tell everybody the secrets of, of, of leadership Gwinnett, but there are certain components where creativity, enthusiasm, showmanship, and mainly a complete lack of self-awareness are the single <laughs> are the four most important factors. And it just so happens that Christina and I, I, I think, are uh, uh, about the same person uh, on each of those levels. Nice. And so that that enables us to to do things and plan things and yeah. do programming that is really designed to kind of remove the the professional facade a little bit right peel back the onion and get to know people on a truly deep level because to 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 again piggyback on what Kay said another part part of the reason why I love leadership when it's so much is because it takes these insanely important established leaders in our community and it really strips them down to just who they are not what they are and and once everybody learns who you are and when you become friends with the who, not the what, that's when the relationship matters. So as Kay and I being a perfect example, that's when I stopped seeing her as Judge Bloom and I started to see her as my best friend, Christina. That and that's when awesome. that's when the magic really starts to happen. Nice. So you've you've called Christina Kay a couple of times So tell Jojo and Kay where did that come from? Here's here's the thing, Matt. I told you we talk every morning. Were we not supposed to talk about my... that? This is Chris. No, no, no. Chris no, no. Again. no. Uh, there are only two people that call him JoJo. Ah. That is me uh-huh. and Ms. Martha Campbell. My mom. Oh, really? His mom. Okay. All right. My wife so, call me that. So JoJo. Well, it might be four now because you know there's me and and oh. our listener. <laughs> <laughs> JoJo. Well, Kay. Here's a funny story about Kay. He started calling me Kay years ago, and 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 I don't know. This wasn't all that long ago because Hammer is. I've been married um, to um, Jim for 27 years. He's amazing, and. I hammer when your last name growing up is hammer. That's what people call you. They call you hammer. So when I got married, I was like, what do I want to do? I I, I was like, I'm not, you know, I'm not really a hyphen. That's a lot of work. It seems like I respect those women, but (laughs) I wasn't always going to write that. My signature is terrible. So I, I said, hammer is going to be my middle name. So I changed it, you know, just now this, everything hammer is is legally my middle name now. Wow. But one day we were sitting there and I don't think he, I was like, I don't okay, think he knows okay, this about me. Okay, we should do this. What? Well, wait, hold on. So, so I go, <laughs> Hey Jody, you call me K all the time. Did you know that's actually my middle name? K-A-Y. I was born Christina K. Oh. K-A-Y. I was convinced so I said, she was playing a prank on me. Yeah. Right. I said, so when you hear, when I hear him calling me K, in my head, I don't think of it as an abbreviation. I think it was just my middle name. And he was like, I had no idea. And I was like, yeah, that's actually my name. Wow. So my yeah, middle name, my real what, middle name is Kay. Is JoJo your middle name, Jody? No, my middle name is Charles. Oh, because oh, that, that would be a crazy coincidence. Yeah, no, it's Jody Charles Campbell. I'm named after my grandfather. Charles was his name. But yeah, no, my mom called me JoJo. My wife calls me Joe. Kay's always just called me Jody. Or JoJo, and then she started picking up JoJo. Uh, You know what it was? I think we were at a mutual Christmas party, and my mom was there. Uh 
Ah, it was, okay. it was, and, and, she, and Christina heard my mom call me Jojo, and then uh-huh. Christina and started slipping put- Jojo in, and I think that's where it picked up, and that's what it's been ever since. So yeah. I don't want to miss out. You said, "Are we going to do this? Are we going to do what?" I don't know. I don't know what we were saying. <laughs> what, what, what are we doing? What are you, we when you said, Jody, are we going to do this? Are we going to do this, Christina? That's what you said, Jody. About the name? I don't know what you were talking I, about. I, I don't know. What I you're thought about, maybe Matt. you were going to break into song. I was ready. You know what? Here's a funny thing, Matt. It is bananas how many people ask us that when they I'm at a meeting or something. You know, you know, Jody Jody talked about a reputation. I know. And (laughs) and it's Yeah. We but here's the thing. We use that. What there's an intentionality behind Mm. the way we do things and how we do them. And and in leadership, Gwinnett, you know, Jody and I kind of formed this friendship. But I will tell you, our friendship Leadership is part of our friendship, mm-hmm. but you know, we just did the Tough Mudder this past weekend. We've got adventure races. We're going camping together this weekend. Nice. Um, there's, we have all these other little subsets of things that that keep us um, entertained. But I think that um, you know the song and dance thing. We started using that years ago because when you walk into a room of all of these people who have fancy titles, and and I'm never so entitled that I'm going to think I'm going to have this title. You know, my title doesn't define me. If you, I answer the phone, I'm like, Hey, it's Christina. If I've got the robe on and I'm on the bench, please call me judge bloom because it's about the ceremony and the Mm -hmm. solemnity of the process. But, but I, I think we use song and dance and stuff like that just to remind people what they forget. And Mm -hmm. I think part of our charm is that we never stop trying to have fun. I mean, yeah. what is all of this for? So when we do the song and the dance, now we love throwing people off a little. Like, going, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> like, what are they doing? And we know, we know we're not the greatest singers. Now <gasps> we are really, really good dancers. We're like yes. super good dancers. Oh, that's true. Yeah. But, but we know, and what why we do it is it's almost like we're giving people permission to to be ridiculous and to be comfortable with not being so buttoned up and put on all the time and and that yeah you might have a fancy title but i want to know about matt i want to know because at the how we get things done is about relationships it's not about titles Mm -hmm. my title may be why you answered the phone call but my relationship with you is why we're going to have a conversation. That's how we got project reset going is I was able to call commissioner Foscue and say, can you come to court with me today? I need to show you what's going on and we need to figure this out. And I was like, Marlene, come help me, Matt, come in. And it was, at, it was through these conversations. It wasn't about judge bloom, commissioner Foscue. It was about what, what tools do you have access to that we can, we can fix it. So the songs and the dances and the ridiculousness are really two purposes. Number one, we want people to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And right. we're really good at that. Oh, yeah. And we, we <laughs> want people to remember that, you know, I, I go home at the end of the day. And I, I my job is part of the fabric of my being because I love it and I love my mission. But at the same time, I'm still about figuring out who I am, mm-hmm. and what I like to do and where my talents lie. And we unlock little keys to people sometimes unintentionally finding out they can do this or that. That is always such a joy to me to learn something or to watch somebody learn something about themselves or remember something they forgot they loved. Mm-hmm. And that's such a such a fun thing to be a part of. Yeah. That's- and uh, the old adage, you can't lead where you're not willing to go yourself. 
Hmm. If we're, if we're asking you to be your authentic self, if we weren't authentic ourselves, we're, we're, we're just hollow. So that that's Kay's right. It's, it's, there's an intentionality behind it. We're not just doing it because we can, we're doing it because that's who we are. That's what we love to do. And we ask you to share what you love to do and who you are with us. That's terrific. Let's pause for just a second. I think that not all of our listeners know what Leadership Gwinnett is. And okay. so let's, let's just point out, because also not all of our listeners may be from here in Gwinnett. A lot of communities have a leadership program where they bring folks from the community together, teach them all about uh, what's going on in the community or district that they're in. So everything from, like I said earlier, police and fire to court systems, mm-hmm. uh, how the educational system works, and really shining a light on what the opportunities in the community are to get involved, right? And so for, for sure. us in Gwinnett, that's a one-year-long program. How many How many classmates we have typically? About 40? Does that sound we're right? Now, we're now, when 42. we went through the, yeah, we, okay. went, we now have 42. When we went through the class mat, it was 36. Yeah. Okay, nice. So uh, that's what Leadership Gwinnett is, and that's, that's a common uh, thread. For, for us on this call. So that's that's terrific. So let's talk about some of the projects that the two of you have uh, gotten involved in, because I think what happens a lot is you're, you're, you're a ton of fun, you're fun to be around, but also uh, you do things in sort of a big and, and funny way often. And so what are some of those things that you've uh, gotten involved in in the community? Where do we start? Oh. <laughs> Tell, we, I want to know about Gwinnett Duck Derby. Let me just cut to the chase. I want to know about what, what in the world is that? So the Gwinnett Duck Derby is actually the primary fundraiser for mine and Christina's Rotary Club. We're in Rotary together. We're members of the Sugarloaf Rotary Club or Rotary Club of Sugarloaf. And, and that's a huge, <laughs> yeah. We're the, shocking, I know. We're kind of the, we're not, we're not your granddad's Rotary Club. No. <laughs> we're, we're, the, we're the fun crowd. But the Duck Derby is every single year we sell ducks, rubber ducks that we Back before COVID, we would literally put them at the top of a water slide, and then they'd float around the lazy river, and you know the winning duck would be bought by somebody, and that person would win a cash prize or what have you. I see. And so Christina and I, our Rotary Club came to us, and the people who were planning it, this uh, the particular year was Ginger Powell and Jen Fennell, our dear friends and amazing women and leaders in our mm-hmm. community. They said, hey, would y'all kind of be our hype people? Would y'all make promos and would y'all be the MCs of the actual, uh, uh, you know, duck derby in the past, Christina and I have both worn a mascot duck costume and gone down yeah. the lazy river ourselves. And wait, let me, oh, let course. me just stop for a second because I am a legitimate superhero. If this is the qualification, I was wearing the duck costume at one year when we did it and a toddler, we were watching all the ducks come down a toddler Nobody was watching this baby, walked into the deep end of the pool, just walked in, stepped down, stepped down. And I'm looking around going, is anybody going to get this baby? And all of a sudden, and I'll never forget this. I see this toddler looking up at me from underneath the water and nobody's in. So I am wearing the duck costume. I jump in and saved the baby. So I saved a baby wearing a costume. Superhero, and that's, incredible, and, and that's how Just I met. Saying. And that's how I met Christina Bloom, and we've been friends ever since. <laughs> if I that's the criteria, if question. you save somebody in a question in a duck costume, yes, Matt. <laughs> Does an adult 
in a duck costume jumping into a pool sink or float what happens um okay i'm gonna be honest with you it only came up to here you know like my chest like area so but i had to i had to go shoulder deep to scoop the baby off the uh, bottom it sounds like it would fill up with water by yeah. the way parents weren't super thankful. I'm like, cause I was a little indignant. Like <laughs> I was soaking wet in this duck costume and I'm like, who's supposed to be, and I had clothes on underneath. Right. I'm like, who's supposed to be watching this baby? And where are the lifeguards? I think I go into. That, well, Christina, you have to understand. Wow. They also, they probably. Indignant superhero. Yes. I was an indignant superhero. Well, their, their ducks probably didn't win the race either. So it was like a double loss for them. There. Right. I was like, I just named a baby. Okay. But anyway, the duck derby. Yeah, so, yes. we, so so they're like, let's use Jody and Christina's powers of enthu- to 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 build enthusiasm, to build excitement for the event. So okay. that that's that that one. Some other things. We well, got- we made up. Well, what we did is one day, Jody, I go, I got this idea, and it always starts with one of us going, I got an idea. Yeah, oh boy. And it it, I I said he was coming to my house w- with his family, and you know, and Lindsay. By the way, my husband and Lindsay, Jody's wife, have a tight bond because. I think the two most thankful people in the world that Jody has me and I have Jody are our spouses because <laughs> they don't have to deal. Like right. Lindsay will call me and go, he needs some Christina time. <laughs> Take him off my hands. So nice. So it we were happened. sitting around and they were coming over and I'm like, Jody, we got to do this. What are we going to do? So I don't, I don't even think I showered that day. We were coming over for a barbecue. So he, I said, bring the duck costume. And we made like a duck training video where oh, all these different scenes where it was, it was like a weird Al song and I trained him. And then we, <laughs> I, I do video editing. So I edited the video together and it was, it was actually pretty funny, but you know, we, we put it out there and then I think how many views did that? Oh, it, it got, have? it got like 2,500 views and yeah. our, oh, nice. our duck cells, I think went up like 300%. After. And I was like, maybe I should have showered, but, but it was like a, it was like one of those eighties montages where he, at first the duck was terrible and I'm training the duck for the duck race. But it was a hundred percent a Rocky montage. Okay. Yeah, like yeah. you start and Rocky's struggling, he's struggling, he's struggling. Right, and then right. By the end, he's running up those stairs, dead sprint. That's exactly what it was. So I want to yes, make sure, did I hear correctly that. We might be able to find this on YouTube somewhere. Oh, is yeah. that, what, is oh, that what you Facebook. just said? Oh, it's on Facebook. Sure. Okay, it's on the Facebook. Rotary. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, I'll, I'll tell you the craziest project of recent times. Yes. We were at Rotary. Speaking of Rotary, we were standing there and Brooke Waters, who's in our club, she's also, she's an executive, she's one of the, um, the Glance Gwinnett, which is a shorter leadership program in Gwinnett County. She comes up to us and because of COVID last year, she goes, you know, we weren't able to have our Christmas party this year. So people do this to us. They just drop stuff in our lap and they go, can you come up with something for us <laughs> to celebrate the holidays? And I, my first thought to her was, Hey, pretty lady, it's November. Like, are you mean for like next month? And she goes, yeah. And I said, well, and I looked at Jody because we have these ideas and we, we, <laughs> I turned to him and I go, wouldn't it be funny if you and I wrote 2020 as a musical? And Jody's like, yeah. And Brooke goes, that sounds great. Do that. And then she oh, walks nice. away. And, she walks away and he's like, what did you do? Bye. Oh, wow. so, so we had to come up with, in six weeks, we wrote 2020 as a musical. And it was really funny. It was really, it was, and we, we corralled some of our friends to do it. And, and then when we got into the process of it, 
we didn't think we were trying to give some people, you know, the chance to reflect and to, you know, 2020, I tell people all the time, presented not just obstacles and challenges, but it was a lot of opportunities there to really refocus, reimagine, redirect. It was really, I mean, there were some experiences from 2020. I, I, I wish you make it, it sound kind pandemic. of fun. No, it wasn't fun, but but you need to look for the chances right. to really downshift, take your foot mm. off the gas and rethink. I mean, a lot of people had that. That was a gift. If you look at it the right way, if your perspective was calibrated properly, it's a gift. So Jody and I used that tool of creating this musical, and it wasn't all just skewering like social distancing. There were some moments in there, and and then we brought in some friends to do it, and doing a musical where we had to rehearse by Zoom and then doing it at the Eagle Theater we had, uh, and, and just in that short time frame, I think a hundred people. Yeah, hundred tickets got sold. We and we turned it into a fundraiser for the Leadership One Ed organization. Nice. We had we had people yeah. watching digitally. So, yeah, necessity was the mother of invention, as they say. <laughs> That's awesome. So, I what I read here is that one of your fundraising ventures actually raised some pretty serious cash. It's like a hundred thousand dollars, right? Okay, how did that happen? Uh, That's Shelly Schwarzler. Yeah, let's give credit where credit is due. That was that was she's a library, Gwinnett County Library System. Right, that's right. And we emceed we emceed their their gala. She might have raised two hundred thousand dollars if we weren't there, Matt. Again, it's all about perspective. (laughs) (laughs) But no, but I I was positioning it as a win. (laughs) Well, yeah, like. (laughs) Here's the thing. Uh, Christina and I, what we don't do is we don't do any of this for credit, okay? We're not Uh, trying to – I mean it's about the mission. It's not about us. And so – And helping our friends. That's right. Mm -hmm. And so when our friends need something – like Shelly was a dear friend of both of ours. Oh, and an amazing woman. She's just beautiful and brilliant and amazing. And she put together an amazing event. Yeah, she put together an event. She goes, I need somebody to keep the energy up during the gala. And and would you all do it? Wait, I think she said – she goes – it's a library thing. She goes, so I need. <laughs> I said, do you want us to read from classics right, right. while we're up there? And yeah. she's like, no. No. So instead, so instead, we did like you know, we did some song parody, and we made we we literally scoured the internet for every literature book pun you could find because we're like, we need some humor, but you know, right. like the whole school board is going to be right there, and my wife's a teacher, <laughs> so I don't want to get her fired. It was really stupid what we did. It was pretty dumb. We started off by singing 24 Karat Magic by Bruno Mars. Because why not? <laughs> what was the how did what was the song parody? I don't even remember Jody. It was, was it was it? that. It was 24 Karat Magic. No, but it was what was something something magic in the air. I honestly, I honestly, I honestly do not remember. <laughs> oh, but I, but a lot of what we do, Matt, is honest to God, we just try real hard to crack each other up. Yeah. He right. can make me laugh so hard. In fact, we talk every single day yep. in the mornings. And usually I, I have a routine, like my, my husband and I get up and we have coffee together every single morning at 6 a.m. I yeah. just have coffee with my husband. So we sit Love there that. and sometimes we're scrolling the news and whatever, and we're chit-chatting on the couch. And But almost every morning, Jody and I send each other something stupid from the internet. Oh, of course. Like I sent him yesterday, my, what I sent him was a picture of William Defoe, and it just said, I prefer to call him William DeFriend. <laughs> That's it. Or nice. it could be it could be something stupid, but but I think our whole goal and and the weird thing is we were talking about this. We're not competitive with one another. I've never had, you know, as an adult right now, my friendships that I have with 
I don't know, there's like four or five people in my life right now that I, my husband tells me all the time, he's like, I, you can't live without. And I'm like, I can't. And there are people that support you and make you better. It's not about a competition. It's about right. who's, who's gonna love me being me. And I think that's really special when you can find those people in your life and you have to prioritize them and make time for them and all the great that. things. And, but, but back to the library gala. Yeah. I don't know if it was our best work. <laughs> I, I, I don't what? know. I had, I enjoyed the heck out of myself. I got to rent a tux with tails. It was great. Nice. <laughs> yeah. It was well, it's very I taco love... putting on the Ritz. Mm-hmm. There you go. Man, we're really dating ourselves now. Oh yeah, Some, most of our listeners never heard of that before. So I, I just, I just love the partnership and the friendship and the bond that the two of you have. I think it's pretty rare. I don't think it's something we can go shop for. Do you agree? Absolutely, but yeah. but but, but yeah. you know what? But but again, I, I hate to sound like a broken record. It, it all comes back to being authentic. Yeah, you know the the. If if I and I already talked about this, but if I had continued to see Christina as Judge Bloom, if I was married to this, if I had prioritized in my head that the professional personas matter more than the real personal connections, I would have missed out on easily one of the two most important relationships I have in my life. And so I, I cannot stress this enough. And I even said this, you know, one of the things that we do in Leadership Gwinnett is we, yeah, everybody gets to give a little graduation speech. And I vividly remember mine, Matt. And, and I thanked my, <laughs> no, I, I thanked my class. I thanked you. And I we all do. Jody. All of our classmates for letting me. I don't remember it. <laughs> for letting me be the real me and mm. for accepting me as the real me and for, for realizing that I'm more than just my job. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I think you're right. What Christina and I have is 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 rare, but it doesn't have to be. If 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 you just give yourself permission to be the real you, people will accept you. People and and you will find those kindred spirits and those kindred souls, and y'all will find a, a, a way to to utilize each other's talents. But I don't think it's that simple because what's interesting is, you know, I tell people all the time at this point in my life and my career, I've, I've gotten to the point where I am the same person sitting in a boardroom with, you know, uh, at the, when I was on judicial council with the Supreme Court justice and, you know, for Georgia Supreme Court and all this, I'm the same person sitting in that room, same, you're going to get the same Christina that you would having a beer with me, you know, and I, I, I always say, I don't want to worry about which version of myself I gave you. I think that's so important. I think that's a super key thing. I don't want people to miss it. It is so important to be the same person. It's a lot of work if you have your professional persona and your personal persona, your persona with your spouse, right? So better to just one persona applies everywhere. Okay. So... So when you talk about it's it, you know saying I'm the same person in this boardroom as that I am if you have a beer with me it's not it's just not that simple and and achieving these kind of adult friendships a lot of it is you every day you should be figuring out who you are mm. and what you like and what motivates you and I had a had somebody in my office the other day and they're like I don't like doing that it's not a job I enjoyed I go well then you need to take from that the gift you were given which is I know what I don't want to do mm. and and I I. And I, I say like having friends like Jody and things like that, and, and what we do is trying to figure out 
what I like to do and who I really am and what my purpose is. And I think the greatest sadness or sorrow that some adults in our, you know, middle, when you hit middle age is that they get so quagmired in a routine Hmm. that they, they don't know. They go to work, they go home, they watch the, I don't watch a lot of TV. And when I do, it's really, really bad TV. I'll tell you that. But, but, you know, I think people forget to learn and get to ex- forget to experience and they're like, I'm tired, I'm this and that. And, you know, trying new and different things is something that everybody should do. Like Jody and I made a goal this year to do three adventure races, the Spartan, the Savage and the Tough Mudder. Wow, we did the nice. Tough Mudder last Saturday and we did it in the torrential pouring oh yeah rain. crazy rain yes yes <laughs> I, I cannot exaggerate the amount of mud is, and it was 11 and a half miles it was a tough mud est yeah it was Got really it. bad yeah. and there were times i wanted to quit like i was like why am i doing this and then i'm like you know what because i can and i will and i willed myself through it and jody and i were talking about it and i said you know i'm ashamed to say i felt like quitting a couple of times my knees were killing me because people were slipping right and left there were miles seven to ten we're in what I called the torture forest, just running through mud this thick, people wiping out all over the place. My knees were killing me because the mud was just so punishing. We were freezing, soaking wet. And there were a lot of obstacles that were really scary too. And I was like, I think in my head that quit, quit, quit kept coming up. And Jody was like, I would never have let you do that. <laughs> he goes, and I go, and, and you know what? I kept going because I was like, he's not going to let me quit. Right. And, and having those kinds of things. And Okay, so you don't want to go out and do a tough mutter. Our bet, our other best friend Molly McAuliffe, who's principal at Stripling Elementary, she's she's doing her first adventure race this weekend up in Aska. Doing it's a bike canoe. It's eight hours bike mountain biking, canoeing, oh my goodness. and and trekking. Wow! Yeah, so so she I went up. I'm, went I'm up the deep end of the pool, huh? For sure. But it's that experience. And well, you know, uh, we just came back from skiing. Lindsay Campbell's like, I've never skied, and it's that. And she tried it and did it and took the lessons, but it's that constant, like if you're not, every day is an experience. And that's what I never, I hate missed opportunities. Mm. I hate missed opportunities. So when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, what am I going to get to do today? And what problem am I going to get to solve? And, and I think people in a, in a weird way, people forget that. So my relationship with Jody, he never lets me forget that. And as much as I'm the big sister of the relationship, he's taught me two very valuable things that I keep very close to me. And I usually, I don't have it on today, but I usually have a bracelet. One time we were doing some stupid musical. I don't know what we were doing. It was pretty stupid. It was a long time ago and I was playing Maria and he was Captain Von Trapp and we're about to perform this. And I always do this thing. I freak out before we're about to do this. I'm like, this oh, really? is so stupid. Cause I'm like, this is this. I go, this even pushes my limits for stupidity. <laughs> and, and I'm sitting there and I, I was cracking up and messing up and messing up. And Jody looks at me and I'm not going to swear on your podcast, but he goes, handle your stuff. You know? oh. but he, he goes, handle. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I, and I thought about that phrase and I thought, that's really just all you need to do every day, every day. I just need to, and so we all have bracelets that say HYS. Oh, nice. It just reminds you (laughs) when you are in the worst moment, just handle it. And, and the other thing Jody taught me, the lesson that he taught me as a friend is, is he goes, (laughs) whenever a crisis, rule number one, I'm ready. 
don't freak out. <laughs> <laughs> and and I tell I use that in court all the time. I was like, there's because my job is, is a, a high level of emergency. My yes. court is very emergency room. There are dramas and traumas every day. Mm. And I always say, I always tell people, we're going to see good people on their worst day. So how are we going to handle that? And but but when my staff or anybody gets like, oh my gosh, this is, I go, rule number one, don't freak out. Right. And um, so Jody, Jody has taught me those two things that have measured sort of, you know, how, how we integrate with one another. But having that ability when you achieve these adult friendships to figure out what you like. And, and if I always say there's three people in your life. There's people you tolerate, people you like and people you need mm. and 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 prioritizing those are the people you have to find you know Love yeah the, the only thing i'll add to that matt is and 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 i agree with you christina we are always learning one thing my father-in-law did this i, I remember this being really weird i start I've, I've been with my wife since we were 17 okay wow. I, I, yeah uh, we've been we've been married a for uh, the she patient is. woman ever <laughs> Yeah, no, we've we've been. This is our seventeenth year being married. We've been together for twenty three. Nice. But I went over to dinner at their house, and and every time I was over there, we'd sit down, and my father in law would go around the table and go, "What did you learn today?" Because mm. if you didn't learn something today, you're dead. Uh. Okay, you learn something every single day, and that's part of the learning about yourself, learning what you like. My my point about the authenticity and being your authentic self is simply. In doing that, you're going to find the companions that are going to help you in that self-exploration. And here's my example of that. Christina's life partner, my law partner, Jim. Okay, when we opened up Bloom and Campbell, you know, Jim and I, had we knew each other. We respected each other. We practiced law in the same area. So we were in together. Yeah, but, yeah. But, but on a professional level, we had interacted many a times, right? But that's, we, that's how we knew each other. First day, first day at Bloom and Campbell. He comes in, and do you remember what he was wearing, Christina? I do. I don't know. Probably khakis and a golf shirt. That's exactly right. He was yeah. wearing a polo, tucked in with pressed khakis and loafers. Yeah. I was wearing a pair of jeans. Well, not jeans, but they were like, you know, like casual pants, right. flip-flops, and a t-shirt. Oh, wow. <laughs> do you know what Jim is wearing today? A pair of jeans, a t-shirt, and flip-flops. Oh, really? Wow. Yes. You because changed him. I yeah. did, and I don't know if it's for the better, but 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 the point being, the point being is, you know, that's that's one of those examples of, does that define who you are, or, right. or, or is there more to it than that? You know, uh -huh. everybody knows Jim Bloom is one of the most well-respected real estate litigators in the state. I mean, people who are friends call Jim and say, "I've got this case. What would you do, Jim?" Huh? And, and and guess what? They're going to do that regardless of where whether he's wearing a, a you know a button down shirt or a t shirt because Jim Bloom is Jim Bloom, right? And, and and so part of being that authentic self and finding what you like and what you're comfortable with. And don't get me wrong, when we're in court, we're suit and tie. When we're sure. meeting with clients, we're suit and ties. That's really more about their expectations than expectations of our own, right? But part of what Christina's talking about is, is she's so right. Life is a constant evolving process of, you know, finding what, who you are, what you like, and finding those people that are going to help you in that journey. So we're going to jump into our lightning round. And this, so this is a question that we ask each of our guests. So we get to ask two people. So we have, I guess, six answers coming this time. So uh, let's, let's dive right into that. I want to know for each of you, 
Tell us one person that's made a profound impact on your journey. Are we not allowed to say each other? Jody, of course. You can, of course. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Duh. Yeah. Like, um, like, uh, I no, no, seen no, that no, no. Okay, seriously. Uh, so this is what I say. That Christina is the sister that God gave me 30 years too late. Uh, I, I, I have two <laughs> brothers who I love dearly. He had to wait for you to be ready, Jody. He had to wait yeah, for you to be I, ready. I don't think I was yeah. ready. To be honest I don't know how to take that. that. <laughs> but, it's, it's overwhelming, Kay. Being your friend is sometimes a little bit overwhelming. No, I have two brothers who I love dearly, who I'm very, very close to. But, but you know, like I said, like Christina is my sister. I mean, I my kids call her Aunt Kay. There, there's just that's awesome. When I when I'm booking a trip or I'm thinking of doing something immediately, I think, all right, so it's going to be me, my family, Christina, Jim, her son will come, her daughter might, she's college age. So she doesn't think we're cool anymore. Oh wait, no, this trip might be cool enough. She will come on this one. It, it's just, it, it's, you yeah. know how there's people in your life that you just can't think about doing something without them. K is that person for me. Obviously, be, uh, with my wife being on top of the and, pyramid, I feel like that's fairly important. Of course, so. of course. So, I mean, I only have one sister, so Jody is the brother I've never had, and he, he, yeah. I mean, he's. I think our relationship. I think I, I, the you know when people talk about we we laugh that nobody ever says Christina or Jody. Right. Say Jody and Christina. It's always right. Jody and Christina. Jody and Christina. <laughs> And, and we, you know, Jody, I think again, you know, as I, as I, my kids are now, I have a freshman at Georgia tech and then I have a sophomore in um, high school, my sophomore in high school, my son worships Lindsay Campbell. That is his person. <laughs> but, but I, I'm thankful because the things that I, I love my job, I love my mission. And I, of course, Warren Davis, the guy I told you about at the beginning, Judge Davis, who called me, changed the course of everything because he saw mm -hmm. something in me I didn't right. see in myself. And he, and he made me think, hey, there's something different for you that maybe your purpose hasn't been fulfilled yet. And I still don't think it has, but I'm happy doing what I'm doing right now. And that's all that matters. But with, with, Jody as my friend, I think getting getting to have that kind of relationship and friendship has made me a whole lot more comfortable being me and who I am. And and I, we had an argument because we do we do pick at each other. Typical I mean, siblings. our relationship, well, me, brother and sister, together that's all the time. Typical. But I I did have this conversation with my husband the other day because I said, you know, Jody and I got a tiff and then we had lunch and we were staring at each other across the table and there's no anger because we can move past it. But, but it was like, here's what I think I did that made you angry and I'm sorry, but here's what you did. And we had this completely grown up conversation about it. And then we're like, afterwards, I almost felt like, yeah. wow, that was pretty evolved <laughs> of us. And and, and when you have a comfort level with someone that you can really just say what's on your mind. And I, I, I think my life is enhanced because of the friendships mm -hmm. I have. I, I have a fullness and a completeness that I, I don't want to take for granted with the women and the men that I get to be 
part of their lives. And I certainly have integrated them into mine. So being thankful for that, that's why I lay my head on the pillow at night. There you go. With a smile. Awesome. So tell us what's, what's the single most important lesson you think you've learned in your professional career so far? For me, it's always, always, always developing the next round of leaders. Really? You should always be training your replacement. Yeah. My, how I got to where I am and the success I have, I do not believe is any short measure from the investment I've put in other people. Mm. I mean, people don't follow you because you have a fancy title. Right. People follow you because you're worth being followed. And, and I think every day I come in, I, I was here late last night with one of my newer judges who's just a doll and she's such a gem and she's got all the right goods and treats people the way they should be treated. And, and there was an issue. So we sat and worked through it. But I think, I don't think we care for our community enough unless we're worried about who's coming behind us and make sure that we are sharing the knowledge and the lessons we've learned and make sure we're investing in other people's success, because I take great pride when people I have helped or mentored or worked with have a success. And I, I think that's super important for anyone in a profession to make sure that we're protecting the people in the future by building up the leaders behind us. Love it. That's spot on. For me, there is the single greatest component to personal and professional success is honesty. Mm. Honesty in who you are and, and, and how you interact with people. Come, I keep, I sound like a broken record. People know, uh, yeah, the, the craziness, the lunacy, the freneticism, which is an actual word. Christine and I had this conversation this morning about it. <laughs> that's who I am. All the ridiculous shenanigans that Christina and I do, that's the authentic me. You know, in my profession, there's a lot of people that have a very traditional sense of or impression of what lawyers are, mm -hmm. and and that is that you can be yourself and still be respected and trusted as a legal advisor. People trust me with their lives, mm -hmm. their businesses, their livelihoods, their family. He's a really good lawyer. But but you know, here's here's what I, I I've I've learned by being the true me, by showing people the true me, and by not being ashamed of that. They know that I'm authentic. They know that I'm honest. So when it's serious Jody time and I have to give you serious advice, you can take it to the bank that it is my truly held belief. Hmm. Because if it's not my truly held belief, you know, I'd probably end with jazz hands or some other kind of, you know, <laughs> joke or something. So just being honest, be honest uh, in, in who you are at all times and people will accept you. And, and trust you. Love it. Any uh, current books or favorite podcast? I'm I'm reading a book right now. One of my one of my other really really best friends. His name's Steve Pereira. He <laughs> and I whatever. went to Key West <laughs> last. Showed you. He and his wife Elisa are two of my dearest friends. They're two of my dearest friends. And yeah. We last year we went to Key West. It was the one trip that survived the COVID. And we went down there and I I had this great idea. I thought, hey, it's gonna be really fun. Let's read Hemingway and discuss it oh, in yeah. Key oh, West. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Romantic. That sounds, yeah, sounds actually kind of cerebral. So Steven, who I love, goes, Christina's a great idea. I love it. 
And then his wife, Elisa, and who's a brilliant lawyer, she goes, maybe. And then um, my husband's like, I ain't reading it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the only two that read the book were me and Steve. And we got down there and we discussed the book in Key West. And it was really kind of a, an interesting thing. So we got That's back right. and we decided that we have our book club, which my son says can't be a book club. It's just two of us. So we, we read... Then we decided we were going to read some of the classic literature just to go back and discuss it as adults rather than high school kids that they make mm -hmm. you read. Mm -hmm. So we read As I Lay Dying by Faulkner, and we had a book discussion about that. And then we read Wise Blood by F Flannery O'Connor. Mm. And now we are reading right now The Heart is a Lonely Hunter by Carson McCullers. You know the very wow. dark theme here? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. like uh, honestly, it's more of like a therapy session for some really depressed people. <laughs> well, like. I will say when we discussed As I Lay Dying, we went to a coffee shop on a Friday afternoon and we, we discussed the book for two hours and then we took our guitars and we played guitars in the park for an hour afterwards. Wow. <laughs> it was very, <laughs> and then that... we met, we met our spouses for a beer. It there was great. Perfect. Book club. So my book, I'm, uh, so I'm mostly a pleasure reader. So okay. like, you know, I have, I have kids that are young teenagers, young adults. So a lot of Harry Potter, a lot of Percy Jackson. But one of the things that I do, my, my oldest daughter is a big swimmer mm -hmm. and I manage my neighborhood swim team. Ah. And so I'm, I'm managing, I'm literally running swim meets and you can only imagine like I'm pumping music. I'm making it a party atmosphere and I'm, you know, rooting on kids that aren't mine, et cetera, et cetera. And a parent walked up to me. And she goes, you remind me of Bob Goff. Oh, yeah. And I, I, Bob Goff. And I was like, yeah. I don't know who Bob Goff is. What? Okay. I had no idea. I had no idea. None. <laughs> and so she bought me the book, Love Does. Yeah. Great book. And so I just finished Love Does. Nice. And then during COVID, during the quarantine in, in, in February, March, April, um, I don't – Christina has a job that, of course, like it lends itself to crisis management, okay? Mm -hmm. The the courts have got to keep running. There are so many – I came and, to work. it touches – every day, and it touches so many people. Christina had to be on every single day, and she was solving some of our community's greatest problems during COVID. Well. I was sitting at home helping my daughters with math homework, Okay. And I did that because my wife is sitting at home teaching her kids, right. and so I had to stay home and kind of be the support system for my my daughters. But every single day at 5 o'clock, I put on a costume of some kind, like Gilligan or Mario or a centaur, and I would walk around the neighborhood in, with my dogs. <laughs> and, and, and I literally – my neighbors would come to the, the end of their driveway with – lawn chairs and sit and wait for me to walk, walk by. Like, what's Jody going to do today? <laughs> and and that was my. I was here protecting the community, Matt. Right, right. We all add value however yeah. we can, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, some some people some people's strengths are stronger than others. Can. But but again, I, I if even if I was able to give people five minutes of a distraction from the the struggles of COVID, I was going to do it. And and so a friend of mine, a friend from high school, actually works for. Bob Goff's publisher. Oh, wow. And he, he reached out to me and said, hey, have you read Bob Goff? I said, it's funny you mentioned that. I'm in the middle of Love Does. He goes, I'm going to send you his next book, Everybody Always. Oh, perfect. So, so I'm now in the middle of that one. Wow. By the way, just on a total side note, here's just another fun, weird, random fact about us. Matt, whenever we go on vacation, we take a costume with us. Oh. We, our Amazon carts are constantly filled with the most. I literally just bought 
a pound of banana Laffy Taffy. It came this week. <laughs> well, so, what's so the, what are we going to do with that? Oh, Jody and that's our favorite candy. So, oh, well, pixie sticks are mine, but banana Laffy right. Taffy. Banana Laffy so, Taffy. So, the costumes, like the centaur costume he mentioned, was a purchase. We were sitting in his office, and I was like, I think I know what I'm going to get you for your birthday. I'm going to get you, or for your anniversary, a centaur costume, because Lindsay teaches Latin. And he bought it before I did, and it came to the office, and he put it on and showed it. It's like an inflatable centaur in the back. (laughs) And um, we brought it to Spain, and it was 2 o'clock in the morning. We were in Madrid. And our the the normals as we call them went to bed. So me and Jody and Molly <laughs> grabbed the centaur costume, which we had packed and taken to Spain, went to a national monument, crossed, crossed four lanes of traffic with this, and did a photo shoot with Jody as the centaur standing in front of this national monument. It's a triumphal arch. You know, <laughs> we like, had to fluff up it's the just centaur. Like the arc to triumph. And then we brought in Madrid, Spain. I feel like. <laughs> are you that still sort of seems dangerous to me like i don't know i think i would be afraid that i was breaking some local ordinance we weren't sure yeah i mean that and i may not like... be able i may not be welcome back in spain i don't <laughs> right. know I, I have i have confidence in my legal abilities to talk my way out. Right. But, the, right. but we did that with a viking costume in iceland we brought a viking costume to iceland and we brought a we brought a Sasquatch costume to Big Sky. That was my birthday present to Jody was a full oh Sasquatch costume because Jody and I also have jackets and all the gear to hunt big. Yeah, and it, yeah, and if y'all <laughs> want to, if anybody wants to see these photos, I'm not shy. I put them on my Facebook. Just Jody Campbell on Facebook. Go to last year and you'll see my costume parade every single day. Well, I as as a casual internet observer, I certainly enjoyed pulling up Facebook every once in a while. I think I logged in just for that, just to see what Jody was up to. That's pretty awesome. So that's I don't do how, any social media. Yeah, right. So that, that actually leads me to my next question. If people want to learn more about the two of you and what you're doing, uh, what's the best way to uh, reach you or learn more about you? For Christina, it's to get arrested. No. Oh, oh that's probably not the best <laughs> no, way. That's I'm, a way. I'm always, <laughs> I'm always... It, I just excited to show people the, what the just, you know, what you see in the news and what you see, I mean, the people I work with and the things that are getting done, there's so much more good going on than bad. And, mm. and the bad is what only gets focused on. I always say right. this, I go, there's so much more good in the world, but the bad's just a lot louder. Mm-hmm. The bad's so much louder. Mm-hmm. So I always, if anybody's really interested about coming to court or watching hearings or things like that, or they have an interest in it, they just email me. I mean, I don't, I don't have screeners or people, you know, or stuff like that, but just email me. It's Christina.bloom at GwinnettCounty.com and it's K-R-I-S-T-I-N-A dot B-L-U-M at GwinnettCounty.com. And Great. if I'm not the right person, I'm happy to find the right person. Always happy to share and quite frankly, show off some of the amazing things our court system is doing for the community. I love it. Jody? For me, for me, it's, you know, if you, if you have a legal need, give me a call. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Easy way to find me is to go. No, to you're website. not. You're not kidding. <laughs> Seriously, if you have a legal need, then we're. Well, gonna, yeah, I mean, if you, have gonna, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you have a legal need, or if you just want to call, grab a cup of coffee or a beer, give me a call. I don't care. Right. Here, watch this. But his point is, this. Jody, how, how, yeah. where? I, well, well, I was getting there, but I got interrupted. <laughs> go to Bloom Campbell B L U M Campbell like the soup C A M P D E L L dot com or you can email me at Jody which is J O D Y at bloomcampbell.com and watch this. I don't even mind doing this. I'll give you my cell phone number. Whoa. 770-712-7112. Bob 
770-712-0923. Give me nice. a call and we'll grab a beer. I love it. I love it. On that note, it's time to wrap things up. Christina and Jody from myself and our audience, thank you for joining me today. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in. Should you have any suggestions for future topics you'd like to hear about, email us at podcasts at rocketit.com. And finally, before we sign off, I'd like to provide our security-focused listeners with a limited-time offer. Throughout the remainder of 2021, Rocket IT is providing audience members with access to its phishing testing and security training platform completely free of charge. To see if you're eligible for this offer, simply visit rocketit.com slash phishing. That's P-H-I-S-H-I-N-G. Thank you. Thank you, Jody. Thank you, Christina. Awesome job So today. good to see you, Matt. It's good to see good you, to Matt. See you. you guys did Be great. Be good, my friend.